Welcome to a new episode of Poise to Shine, the place to be to own your ambition, be your advocate, and advance your career. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Poise to Shine. And today we have a fantastic guest, Casey Rossi. So Casey is an holistic business mentor for purpose-driven women, but Tell us more about you and what you do, Casey. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Nicoletta. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And yes, I am a holistic business mentor. So I specialize with helping women solopreneurs build, grow, and optimize their business so they can help more people and work less hours and live abundantly. So Um. I tend to attract a lot of healers. And so that helping people is such a big part because that's really one of their drives, even much more so than profit, is really being able to make a difference in the world. So I love what I do. I'm really inspired by who I work with. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a win-win. That's fantastic. And I I mean, I love it. And of course, I resonate very much with your audience. And uh, do you find that often these women, because they are so, these business owners anyway, not necessarily only women, but when they are so focused on helping others, uh, they might forget, right, a bit about themselves? Absolutely. You nailed it right on the head. I think caregivers in general definitely have a tendency to be outward focused, making sure that everybody else around them, their kids, their husbands, their friends, their clients are completely taken care of. And many times their needs become kind of low on the list. And that's one of the things, and that's why holistic is in my title, because I'm really passionate about the mind-body-spirit connection, as well as um, being able to build a sustainable business without burning out. So it's a really needed arena for people to be able to fill their own cup first and then give. And having that balance is something that I'm really, really passionate about. I love it, especially because I find that otherwise people uh, start regretting their own business. Uh, They start thinking that, why did they leave their nine to five to start a business if they find themselves once again, you know, grinding every day? Absolutely. And I think especially in the startup stages, many of us find ourselves uh, working 60 hours, 70 hours, 80 hours. In fact, um, I think it was one of the sharks on the shark tank that said an entrepreneur is the only one willing to work 80 hours to leave a 40 hour job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, wow. that's so true. You know, the other day I was talking with my husband and uh, and he asked me if I wanted to start uh, tracking my hours, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, you might be onto something because I was tracking them, but not as effectively. And it's true because uh, especially when we are so passionate about what we do, it's so easy to get uh, you know distracted by work in a way. And uh, and I know that I do it myself. I'm guilty as charged. So It's so, um, so true. And in fact, I just did a Facebook Live yesterday on Parkinson's Law. And that same idea that you just mentioned, like if we're not tracking our hours, somehow they seem to get away from us and they're filled. And Parkinson's Law is that same thing, that whatever amount of time that we allot for our business, that's how long it's going to take. And so I think one of the big things that I try to help people or invite them is having those boundaries, having a time cut off of when they're going to go home, when they're going to stop work. And also like having at least one day a week where maybe there's a tech free day 
where we're not scrolling and we're allowing our mind to have some white space. So I do think that um, it's a conscious effort because it's very noisy out there and it's so easy to get stimulated by everything from social media to the shoulds, what we should be doing and our to-do list and also the comparison game. I think those are the big bullet points that we can kind of fall down the rabbit hole. So I think being really extra mindful in order to have this sustainable business is one of the foundational pieces for any solopreneur. I love it. And uh, I really see the benefits uh, as well in terms of creativity, because uh, I don't know you, but I, I know that, for instance, working uh, uh, a nine to five in corporate, I had very little time to be creative. And then when I started my own business, I, I finally could embrace that that side but when we get so caught up into busyness then we miss out and uh, you know we're missing out opportunities to grow that business actually absolutely and i think that white space is needed in order to um kind of fulfill that creative side of us and then i think the other thing too is um you talked about the nine to five and then we're, we're both um talking also about solopreneurs. And I think the interesting thing is that I want to bring up is if you're in survival mode, like if you jump into being an entrepreneur before you're really ready to leave your nine to five and you're in that survival mode, that is also going to dampen your creativity because you're in that need kind of aspect. And so I really recommend like it's totally cool and fine and awesome to build your side hustle until you're really ready and at that perfect pivot point to make that leap. You know, because that's where you get the best of both worlds. You have the stability and then you also have your, your passion that you want to do, but there's creativity flowing in in order to make it all happen. That's amazing. And so tell us a bit about your journey. How did you arrive to the concept of holistic business mentor? Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. So I'll go back a little bit. I've always been interested in holistic. Even since I was a teenager, I became vegetarian very young. I started studying different world religions. Um, I actually became um, very, very interested in meditation. So at a young age, at 18, um, I really started making that a big part of my path. So I had all that really brewing and, and a foundation at a very young age. And interestingly enough, um, I didn't pursue that because another kind of avenue came up, which was entrepreneurialism. And it was with a best friend of mine. And we started our business endeavors together when I was 19. Wow. And we had nine different companies together. <laughs> so in a very short period of time. So I will tell you, in four years, we went through nine different business ideas, ranging from photographic jewelry to exterior house painting, to a clothing line. Um, so it was very diverse. And I think that this is also probably something your listeners will be interested in. You really need to give some seeding time. And we didn't do that being so young. It was like, okay, it didn't work in three months. Let's pick something else. It must suck. You know, so we were like just going like popcorn, right? Like, okay, let's yeah. do something else. It didn't work in a month. And so we experienced that kind of up and down and up and down. I don't know how many versions of letterhead and business cards we created. <laughs> it was a lot in that nine year period. So on the 10th year I had said, or on the 10th business um, idea, I said, you know, if this doesn't work, we're going mainstream. Like we are going to do a mainstream regular old job. And that 10th, um, business idea, which was a handmade confections company, actually was the winner. So within that very, very short period of time, we started 
out of the um, kitchen of our home because we were taking care of her mom who had had a stroke and she needed full-time care. So this whole kind of um, impetus to even start doing something uh, together and out of the house was truly to have a home-based business so we could do elder care. So that was truly the root of how we started. And so interestingly enough, on that 10th Endeavor, uh, we basically grew so exponentially that we had like 120 road reps repping our line day and night within the first six months. And we actually had to relocate and build our own little, well, we rented first, but we had to move into a facility and get employees. So it was just like meant That's to be. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's such a growth and such a journey. Wow. Yeah. So we did that business for 17 years and then we sold that in 2011. And that was when it was really, um, my heart's calling to go back to the holistic. And I didn't jump right into uh, mentorship at that point. I actually went back to one of my loves, which was aromatherapy. And I had started my aromatherapy journey in 1994. And so when we sold in 2011, I was like, I really want to get the fullest um, education in that arena and really do my own line. So I studied and got to the clinical level of aromatherapy, and then I um, founded Heart Blossom Essentials, which was a handmade line using essential oils, and started doing one-on-one -on -one consultations for people in that kind of holistic arena. And I'm a forever learner. I don't know about you, Nicoletta, but <laughs> yes. I was like, this is awesome. I want to keep learning, and I've always had a passion for mindful eating. And I really wanted to dive deeper into that. So I decided to get a certification as a mind-body coach through the Institute of the Psychology of Eating. And I went through that program. And when I stepped back from that, I was still kind of in this, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, I really like, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, I should have this all figured out by now. And I don't, and I don't really know what I want to do. And when I stepped back, you know, and of course it's like a turbulent time, like it's not like you make this decision overnight, but um, through a lot of like soul searching and talking with, you know, trusted friends, I realized, wow, what I noticed after certification programs, whether it was people graduating from the aromatherapy certification program or people graduating from the mind-body certification. I also had friends going through the Institute of the Integrative Nutrition, IIN. That was really popular at the time. So when I started talking to people and also witnessing it at like our graduation ceremonies, I realized that people, especially like women over 40 that were reinventing themselves in a new career, they were kind of pivoting whether they never entered the workforce before, whether they were in corporate and it was feeling really soul sucking and they wanted to change or whether it was like they, yeah, you raising your hand. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> or whether it was like, um, they were ready to leave a legacy with something that juiced their heart up, you know, so something that was really fulfilling and not dry, but they didn't have a bridge to the business world. Mm -hmm. They put all of their kind of focus into learning their new trade and then they graduated with their certificate and it's like, yay, now what? Yeah. How do I get clients? How do I market myself? You know, like it was a brand new world and many of them were overwhelmed and really didn't understand like, wait, I thought this was going to be easier. And so I was like, okay, well, I can take my two decades of experience both in brick and mortar and, and other 
and help people be that bridge after their new pivot and help them understand how to set up their business in a way. And that's where this whole holistic business mentorship came about. That was combining two worlds really of the mind, body, spirit healing aspects of different businesses and how do you present yourself and become visible. I love that how your own journey in a way in exploring your passions and was interesting to you, uh, connected you to your peers and then, you know, your ideal clients, really, because you, you were able being one of them in a way, but from a very different journey that they needed that type of help, you know, and uh, yeah, I love it. It feels, as you say, it, you know, it feels very organic and very connected, but I'm sure that while you were going through it, didn't feel like that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, my friends and family were like, you are not going to take another course. Like I was on a course carousel, like maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do that. So yes, you're absolutely right. The behind the scenes, you know, is kind of this confusing um, place until you piece it all together and the timing comes and it's just like, okay, perfect. This is it. And then it's not confusing anymore. Um, so what is something that you wish you had known uh, when you started out? And uh, you can pick at which phase of your start uh, yeah. you, want to, you want to talk to. Absolutely. I would say I wish I knew, um, I wish I knew how important having someone that went before me in a very similar arena, how valuable investing in that right off the bat because I was a very um, strong advocate for DIYing everything. And I think starting at such a young age on a shoestring budget really kind of ingrained a certain pattern. Like I can do it, I can learn it, you know? And so that served us for many, many years. But I think when um, it started getting into the online world where that pivot was, so coming from a brick and mortar operation, right, which was even pre-internet. So everything was about trade shows and hugs and handshakes and old-fashioned snail mail, right? <laughs> so that was many years of my experience. And I think at that point where I would have really appreciated reaching out was when I started getting into digital marketing and online businesses. That would have been the point that I, I would have loved to have the insight to reach out to a business mentor or a coach or somebody that was an expert in digital marketing. So I didn't have to go through, um, I would say it probably took me two and a half years of really training myself and cutting my teeth on even the language. You know, there was, it was like a whole new vocabulary. So that was a strong learning curve that I really feel that I could have shortened up that little you know gap in the in the in the timeline yeah i mean honestly that's golden advice because uh, i know for myself um i wish i invested earlier more in a mentor role um instead of keep signing up for these uh, you know do-it-yourself courses which are valuable to get a general idea i'm not listening the <laughs> do-it-yourself courses but i think it depends a lot from the timeline that people have so if you want to take your time there is no hurry you know maybe you're still employed and you're just exploring of course do what's right for you but I know the difference for myself was that um, it was a new world as you mentioned definitely the online business part so I needed 
someone to really teach me the basics and until you have that someone um, it's very difficult because you don't even can apply properly what you are seeing from other courses or sometimes that's the other mistake I see people buy things to advance for where they are at the moment yes. so it could be a, right like a program even a mentor that is just too far ahead compared to where you are in that moment. So you can't really get the, the most benefits. So I think that's, that's such a, a valuable point. I love that you brought that up. And I think that um, we, many of us want success yesterday and we don't realize that this is going to be a slow burn. I think that's really crucial for people to understand because in this glossy, you know, Instagram feed where you're seeing like seven figure launch and follow my blueprint for X, Y, Z, that's another thing that I'm really passionate about being very clear and realistic, you know, to give yourself one to three years of consistently showing up and, you know, attending to your business and growing at a, at, at a regular normal pace. And I think you're exactly right. You need a mentor that's maybe one or two steps ahead of you because if they're 10 steps ahead of you, it's actually going to backfire because what I've, I've seen this happen and what tends to happen is people then really feel like a failure. They feel like something's wrong with them and that they can't keep up. And then they tune out. It kind of, all this valuable advice goes on deaf ears because it's almost like trying to train graduate degree information to someone who hasn't gone through high school yet. And if we yeah. look at it like that, it makes a lot more sense. Um, you have to have a place for the knowledge to land. And in that, it takes layers and layers of time and attention and energy. That doesn't happen overnight. It is a slow burn. Absolutely. And uh, um, no, I love it. I really love it. And that's also why, honestly, I started this type of interviews because uh, I was as well victim, let's say, and I'm using, you know, quotation marks for that, but um, of the um, shiny object syndrome, to seeing, you know, this shiny life and thinking that that's all there is to it and uh, and it's so easy to 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 feel discouraged when you're comparing yourself to people that have been in business for 10 20 years because those are the people that are really catching you know maybe our attention but instead the moment that you start seeing uh, all uh, the innovations and what fantastic people are doing and uh, you know that that opens up a new world but i also want people to hear that good value you know um, like from yourself and uh, so how do you define success at this time in your life that's a great question. I would say that success to me is much more than dollars and cents, you know, absolutely. And, you know, coming from having a successful, you know, um, almost multiple seven figure operation with my confections company, I can tell you that that didn't necessarily feel successful because I had adrenal fatigue. I was really burned out. You know, to get to that level and to, we were traveling about 26 weeks a year doing trade shows. And so it was a tremendous amount of energy output. And I didn't have the balance struck between work and life. It was all work. So success to me now is having that balance and also being able to empower women to go behind um, the bank account and really help in a way that um, many of the times it is emotional things that are holding us back. 
whether it's fear or self-doubt or confidence, as you well aware know, you've made your whole field in confidence. (laughs) So you know, and I think that as women and women entrepreneurs and women that tend to go towards perfectionism, this is the bigger um, conversation that really makes me excited. This is what I feel is success, is that when we can do personal development um, side by side or simultaneous as growing our business. That to me is the most exciting thing because we take us with us wherever we go. Right. So your business can have a different face. It can have a different name. You can pivot 10 times if you want to, but you and your personal life lessons, um, carry through everything you do, you know, from, from any time you learn something new, you can never unlearn it. That's the most exciting part to me. And that's really kind of where I love to, um, focus on success. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I see what you're, what you're saying. And I, I agree because it's so easy to forget um, that we have done something else in the past. And, and then it's easy to assume that that was then and now is different. And now we're doing something else. Okay. But you still have all the skills and all the knowledge of what you were doing before. So it doesn't mean that you can't find ways as well to apply them now uh, in different ways, at least. So yeah, I love it. (laughs) And it wasn't always like that. I mean, honestly, Nicoletta, like in the confection business, you know, as we were growing, as we were scaling, um, I never was satisfied. And I think that that's why it's very different now because it was like, okay, great. We hit the million dollar mark. Now we need to hit the $2 million mark. And you know, like it, there was never a satisfaction because we always wanted bigger, better, faster, more exposure, higher end names carrying our brand, like, which is great. I think there, there, there is, I'm not like discounting how important it is to continually wanting to improve. Like I'm a big believer of Kaizen philosophy, which is that never ending improvement. But at some point, I also feel like you have to kind of come back to the core of who you are and say like, okay, like enough is enough. Like I'm, I'm good. Now let's pivot and redefine what being home at a normal hour looks like at being able to, you know, turn the cell phone off at a certain time or put in healthy boundaries. And so I think because I had the experience of not being in balance, that it's really made me focus on um, things other than that kind of grind mindset. Absolutely. And uh, can you share with us uh, um, a time maybe when you had a challenge and uh, how you overcome that challenge? you know, to, to yeah. show not only now success, but there were some difficulties as well. I think that there's challenges every single day. I really do. And I think that that doesn't change no matter what level you're at. I think that every day we are, um, we are kind of met with, like you said, both sides, you know, the yin and the yang, you know, we have our, we have our things that make us feel excited and we're getting some compliments. And then we have these struggles of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I don't even have that together yet. So honestly, I think that that never changes and we have ups and downs at every level. I don't think that that's probably like going to change. I think it's just a part of life, but I can think of one specifically. um, And it was after we sold our company in 2011 and after having 17 years of experience with a duo. And um, I really was able to feel so secure in that partnership. There was a lot of dynamics and where I had weakness, she was strong. And there was this great balance. And what I found after that that was really difficult and actually took me years 
Um, and I'm still learning and I'm still kind of, you know, and it's been what now we're in 2019. So that's like eight years ago. So it definitely took years to be confident to be solo and also to step into visibility and feel that I was good enough as a solopreneur, not as a part of a dynamic duo that we felt like we could tackle the world, but really like just me, myself and I, and that definitely took um, a lot of personal growth and, you know, I've shared with my audience, it took me a full year to press the Facebook live button because I was so scared. And I was like, I, what am I going to say? You know, the same things that I hear from my clients, it's all been said before. What am I going to say? Why am I the authority? So all of those typical questions, um, you know, I definitely experienced as well. And I think that that was, um, and it probably still continues to be something that I really have to be mindful of is um, becoming more visible and stepping into a leadership role. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love the, the, the leadership part. I love what you said before, because I was so funny, a bit funny that you with all the experience that you already had, you know, were considering like, uh, or just questioning the Facebook live option, because <laughs> if you were considering it, then so much as well, uh, so many people with less experience and so on, they're perfectly justified to feel, you know, a, a hint of uh, uncertainty when it comes to that um but the whole point is that we just need to go ahead and do it you know feel the yes. fear and do it anyway um because otherwise we never know what happens and uh, and i can i really resonated with what you're saying because uh, i was very self-conscious when i started doing facebook live or any type of live really saying uh, oh you know, what am I, else am I going to say on this topic? But I think the main difference is always about uh, how you, well, you are the difference, right? The person who is speaking is the difference because we all come from so many different uh, experiences and backgrounds that we can say the same thing, but we are actually going to say it in a different way. And, and I love that. So it might resonate with different people really yes. because of, you know, where we're coming from. So, yeah. And the part about the leadership is uh, um, I think for you, in a way, was about becoming your own leader, right? Because uh, being alone, in a way, in in your business, kind of you had to wear all the hats at the same time. Absolutely, and especially coming from a partnership where my best friend was the dynamic one. She was the honey sweetie, you know, touching people on the shoulder, like really the personable one. And I was more of like the shy, quiet, like behind the scenes business person, right? So when you are your own um, boss, you really have to embody both. You have to have that um, charisma, you know, you also have to have that grounded nature. So um, I really found I had to work on myself and kind of um, stretch my introverted boundaries out and actually even start releasing being identified as an introvert and really just started being like, I don't need to hide behind the safety of a label. I am just a person and I have a message and I want to connect authentically with people, period. I don't have to label myself and be like, oh, I'm an introvert. I shouldn't be doing video. You know, Absolutely. and I really fell into that for many years. So I think that, yeah, that's, that's a key point is like, we get to decide when we choose to like remove the labels that limit us. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and uh, I, I, I saw that as well with clients sometimes when they say, you know, I'm an introvert and I was like, well, 
guess what? It's like you might recharge your batteries in a different way um, and that's perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, we all have the same capabilities of communication. It's just a question to train them because, uh, um, and, and I know because I like the quiet environment. I like to be more in the shadows, you know, I'm having my clients be the successful ones and uh, me helping them with that. But at the same time, as well, I had to step a lot outside of my comfort zone. And what you are doing, Casey, is fantastic. I mean, recently published as well on Thrive Global. And uh, as well, you. you know, you've been, I, I see that, uh, you know, really turning up the volume and making sure that more people can reach you. Because at the end of the day, that's why, you know, you want to be visible so that more people that need you can find you. Absolutely. And thank you. And, and Nicoletta, I think that we are very similar because I really resonated in what you just said. Um, it's more comfortable being in the shadows and, and lifting up your clients and being um, the cheerleader for their success. And I stayed in that space for many, many years. It felt very safe and it felt like I was winning through their, their wins. And it's very, very different when you flip that and, um, and step, step into your own role. You know, and it's not something that happens overnight. So I'm so glad you said that because I do think we're cut from the same cloth. Like <laughs> those were the exact things I was feeling right when you said that. I was like, yes, yes, girl, that's me. <laughs> Woo. And uh, um, when you were growing up, uh, did you have a role model? Someone that Absolutely. inspired you? Yeah. Yeah. My father was definitely a big role model. Um, he always was inventing something. He was always super creative. He was thinking of, you know, different ways to improve things. And he also had, um, a pretty intense work ethic. So he is actually, he's 76. He still works six days a week to this day. He's a financial advisor with his own um, business. And so I really, um, Discipline and determination were two key traits that he embodied and also brought us up with. And so, yeah, definitely. And, and really now even like he's continually um, learning and going to networking groups and, you know, and I'm like, that's going to be me, like the forever learner. Like, and I said to him like, dad, are you going to retire? He's like, why? Like, this is what I love to do. This is my life. I can't imagine doing anything else. So being passionate about what you do and being able to get to do it instead of got to do it, that has been um, a tremendous inspiration watching him year after year, decade after decade, honestly. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, I can see uh, that you shared some traits definitely with him, with the ongoing learning. <laughs> That's uh, yes. really <laughs> runs in the family. And uh, um, what is the biggest priority in your life right now? Oh, that's a good question. So I would stay, say um, to simplify. So that's really something that, um, that I have been looking at, not only in my work life, but in my business life. So I've really taken um, a fondness to minimalism and essentialism. And so really doing more with less and, um, and it's so much more than just like the Marie Kondo method that's, you know, Thank kind of trendy. <laughs> that's the you best know? thing that came to my mind. Yeah, and like, I love it. And I've been like, you know, totally enjoying her series on Netflix and it's inspiring, but it's, it's, it's really like a movement and I feel so excited about it. And I feel like, um, 
we don't need a closet full of things and stuff, you know, whether it's food in our pantry or clothes or gadgets. And I've really started applying that in my business as well. Like, um, you know, trying to go, um, almost fully paperless, even though I do love my, my, um, pen to journal times, but, you know, really getting things that are so organized and streamlined. And then also because the digital space has so many apps and so many plugins, like I just transferred my WordPress site that I've had for years and moved it over to um, an all-in-one platform. And these are the kind of things what I'm talking about simplifying, like why that. have 60 or 80 plugins, you know what I mean? Where there's just more room for error when you can really hone it down and not have to have like 30 different logins. That's the thing, like with all the different technology out there, I think like we are at an advantage where we can pick and choose three or four of the best tools instead of like four or five years ago where we needed to have this kind of hodgepodge and hope it all talked well together. Otherwise we had to go and hire IT yeah. to fix it when it crashed. And um, it's so overwhelming, right? Uh, like it can be, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that I would say is my focus now is like, how can I become more simple? How can I have things that are tighter, you know, streamline my processes? Um, my word of the year was systematize. And that's really what I'm focused on. How can I bring minimalism in, systematize and get things in a really kind of um, tightened up manner? So every hour has um, high productivity, you know? I love it. I love it uh, because, uh, well, Honestly, since I moved from Ireland to Italy, I realized how few things I actually need um, because I kept most of my stuff packed. And, uh, you know, I opened up a few, few boxes, few things, uh, and I realized, wow, okay. So I had all these extra stuff. Why? Yeah. And uh, um, even moving, I donated so much to charity before, you know, living in Ireland. And uh, yeah, it makes, you, it makes you think, definitely. And sometimes as well, the uh, multiple choices don't simplify life because yes. uh, it creates an extra decision, you know, to make every single day. Well, instead, maybe it, we can use that creativity and that energy and channel it into our business or whatever else needs our, our attention at the time. So 100%. And when you start implementing it, um, what I found is it becomes so exciting because you see benefits right away. Your mind is clearer. You're feeling more at peace in your home. It's easier to get ready in the day when you only have like three cosmetics to choose from instead of like an overflowing spilling bag, right? Sure. Like I think for the cosmetics, uh, um, <laughs> I might be a bit of fall there. But <laughs> But talking in, in terms of uh, um, business and simplif simplification, is that something you help your clients with, right? It's like helping them find that the good balance for them. Absolutely. And the beauty is I work with women at all different stages of their business. So whether they have a concept and they're looking to have somebody kind of um, focus in on where there's going to be a market and then start building the blocks. That is the easiest way to bring in um, simplification because they're brand new. So they're the best. They're the best <laughs> to just say, um, let me give you all my years of experience and save you so much time, energy, and stress. They're the easiest group to work with. But I also work with people that have been in business for like 15 or 20 years and they're ready to scale and they're just wanting to amp it up or they're ready to leave a legacy or they're ready to kind of step out 
of the business a little bit and bring in a passive income source, they're a little harder actually because there is, they're kind of used to their routine. You know, and um, many times they're over 50 and so they're a little tech resistant, not just like mm -hmm. tech challenge. They're almost like, nope, I don't do it like that. So I have to say like, and the newbies are much easier to start with simplifications. The more established point. ones kind of hold on to the routine with a little stronger grip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, where can people find you? If they uh, you can like find to. me online at kcrossi.com and it's just letter K C R O S S I.com. Perfect. We'll uh, add it in the description box. And as you mentioned, since you, you know, simplified as well, your site, everything is there, which is yes. amazing. Yeah. I was exploring a bit and, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> tell us, um, can you just leave us with a few words of wisdom, you know, for our audience, not that you haven't given enough already, but just to summarize. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say very, very simply success is showing up. It really is every day. You just show up, you do your best and it is this journey. It's a process and just embody the joy of the process, accept where you are when you're there and just know that growth is going to happen organically. But I really, truly feel that success is showing up. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Goosebumps and uh, a great soundbite. So uh, this is fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Casey, really. And uh, uh, just a quick uh, um, last question. Is like, I think you have something uh, uh, coming out soon. Uh, can you give us any preview or any quick Tidbit. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And this had, this has been a great pleasure and yes, I'm really excited. I have a new group coaching program coming up. It's called Thrive Tribe and we are going to be starting on Earth Day. And so basically enrollment is open from now until April 18th and it's open for eight action taking women that are really in holistic fields and are at the startup point wanting to grow their business and really wanting to do it. So really right back to that question where you said, when would I have wanted support? This is for those people pivoting into the business world and needing an expert mentor to say, here's your step-by-step -step plan to grow your holistic business in just 12 weeks. So I put together all of my knowledge into this program and it's a combination of one-on-one -on -one coaching and having that mastermind of group coaching where you get not only a mentor, but a guide as well. So I'm super excited to kick this off. And yes, that is what is on the docket. Yay, that's fantastic. And uh, honestly, I do love the uh, time frame as well that you went for the 12 weeks, because uh, I think it's enough time for people to have the time to absorb and implement, but they can always, you know, go back to it and use it as guidelines moving forward. Absolutely. Three months really from the experience that I've had with one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. That's how I modeled that time frame. It's enough to get your building blocks in place to go from concept to clients. And then also you have the pre-recorded modules that you can revisit at any time. So you can completely go at your own pace, but you have those pillars in place um, with your tribe. I love it. I love it. I'm Plus, I love the name. So the alliteration is great. I <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much, Casey. It was uh, lovely having you here. I'm really looking forward to see what you're going to do in the future. And uh, maybe I'll uh, talk to you again in one year time to see how far you've come. <laughs>
Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter and to join the Confidence Tribe on Facebook. And remember, confidence is the inside job you need for the job you want. Have a great day.